What's up everybody and welcome to Tropes and Tirades. I'm your host Preston Gibson and with me today I have my friend and fellow creative writer Tristan Albrecht. My name is Tristan Albrecht. Uh, I'm a copy editor for Willow Springs Books as well as a uh, bachelor in creative writing from Eastern Washington University. And I also have my other friend Hanson Berg. Hello, I am here. I edit the podcast <laughs> and we love him for it. That's right. Whether you're designing a universe for a D&D campaign, building a story world for a future novel, or just a fan of fantasy, we are here to talk about the numerous tropes that define the genre. Each ep- Okay, well, this episode's going to be a little bit different Taking than all off the-, the rails. That's oh. right. Than all the other episodes, we're going to be doing a tirade week. Oh, you didn't tell me this going in. It's the tirade day, dude. What am I tirading about? We're going to be talking about when uh, the title of the book is used inside the book. Oh, yeah. Oh, like he from, said the lion, right? Yeah. From what uh, angle? From what angle are we going well, to from, this Well, from pretty much every angle. I want to talk about naming things in general because it's something specifically that I have problems with. Like when I write poetry, I never know what to name things. Are we okay if this goes off of fantasy? Like, Oh, I'm completely, I completely, mm-hmm. yeah. Expect okay. this to go any direction. I have seen, this is actually funny that this is the episode that I bring up the Willow Springs stuff because in my internship with those guys, I have seen some very, some very good titles and some pretty poor titles as well. So, be interesting. Uh, I mean, I haven't really written down any quotes for today. I thought we would just go off the cuff. Some, I have some stuff. That we could talk about, like, there are obviously just one-word titles that are pretty integral into the story. Mm-hmm. Like, Aragon and Brzinger, like, it's about him making a sword, and the sword's name is Brzinger, and Brzinger's also fire, and it's, like, his favorite spell. Yeah, I mean, and when it's used in the book, it's not like, oh, there's the thing. Yeah, but, because it's pretty integral to, like, the whole story of it, right? Yeah, but in like the tapestry books, when when, uh, like the book the Red Dragon, uh, there's like when it's brought up again and again, it's like okay, I get it. Yeah. When it becomes more of a quote and more of a phrase, then it it, it just. It kind of feels like you wrote the title first and then yes. you wrote the book, which is never how a book should feel. Yeah, the longer the title is, and if you use it in the book, it's it breaks the fourth wall more and more. Mm. If, uh, if, if Narnia had the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe in one sentence, I would flip. <laughs> <laughs> the first Narnia book had that. Okay, so the book in the tapestry is named The Red Winter. It's not The Red Dragon, but it's about a big red dragon. That quote gets used again and again but but in like the sort of destiny for the witcher that line and that concept just gets cycled and cycled again and then i'm just listening to the book uh baptism of fire in the witcher series and i've already heard like that that title in a concept talked about by characters so well so the thing about these is that they're all like proper names of things they're all like like names referring to an actual object or event in the story so i don't know how you would expect it to not come up in the story right like if we're talking about the sword of destiny or whatever and it's actually called the sword of destiny you can't really go the whole book without there's not a thing in there called the sword of destiny it's about how how uh siri is like 
destined to be this tool of. Oh, so yeah. wait, so how does that? How does the term come up in the book then? Oh, it's something it? about like you can't escape. Oh, okay, so it's. Shoot, man, you put me on the spot. It's, it's. There's a sword's a double-edged thing, and uh, one blade. I don't know. Destiny's a blade. And so it's a metaphor that the characters use. Yeah, the characters it's, use it as a used metaphor. like two or three times, and I think Geralt has like a fever dream of it, and how destiny it, it will cut you if you try to avoid it and stuff like that. It's all about oh. like you can't escape it. Okay, so, that's very different than what I was picturing. I thought you were saying that there's just a sword called. No, that would be so lame. I mean, it would also like I was like that sounds like a pretty lame name for a sword, but you know that's it. It's it would be trope worthy like in if we talked about name swords we would talk about how lame the sword of destiny is <laughs> but it, it's, it's true it would have come up a concept like a cop out name it is <laughs> again i wasn't going to comment on that because i was more thinking like title wise but if it's a metaphor that the characters are using throughout and then the book is named after it like i guess it's an appropriate name I'll see but if I can... it does feel a little not even a little forced i guess it would just feel a little bit tacky maybe I'll see if I can pull up the the time it's used. It's like um, someone's like, "What are you gonna name your sword?" Like, oh, the sword of, sort of yeah. <laughs> hey, what's something cool? Uh, a sort of uh, uh, destiny. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds sick. Sword bro. of destiny. That sounds dope. It also just like sounds like it would be like like a joke name for like a stoner rock band's album or something. <laughs> right. I think me... I've listened to an EDM band like that. Magic Sword? Magic Sword. Magic yeah. Sword is a thing. That's what I was actually thinking of too. <laughs> so there's this magical place in the Witcher in the Witcher kingdom called Broccolon. I don't know if it's in the games or not. Mm -hmm. It's where the Dryads live. Okay. And I'm Siri, with it. Siri runs off there or gets escapes to there as a little girl and the dryad's gonna have her drink this tree juice that's gonna turn her into a dryad and make her like become a dryad mm -hmm. and not be able to fulfill her destiny and then the cup is inscribed with elven runes that i'm not even going to try to read as they're written but i'll Fair. do you know what this means the sword of destiny has two blades you are one of them and then she feeds Siri the, the tree juice and Siri doesn't become a dryad because her destiny's too powerful. Oh yeah. I see. Wait, there's two swords of destiny or No the sword sword of destiny edged? has two blades. So like no, two not even sword? not even. So it's a double edged sword. Oh it's like it's like a twin blade. It's like a Darth Maul. Well, I think I think maybe I think maybe <laughs> it's supposed to be double edged, but it does say t sword of destiny has two blades. That is odd. I wonder if that's like like a translation it's thing. A, yeah, I always think about that. I always think about like, is he actually like so ingraining the title into this book, or is that a translation thing? It could be, and it, also like, sort of destiny could just sound a lot cooler in Polish. Honestly, maybe. like it could just sound a lot cooler. Look it up real quick. Look up sort of you destiny look it up. in Polish. Yeah, we you have yeah, the phone in here. <laughs> but um, Jeez. yeah, I don't know. Like if like. If I were looking at the whole Witcher series and looking through all the titles and like there was one that was the Sword of Destiny, that is not the one I would start with. 
Well, it's, I mean, you should in, the, start it's in the middle of the anyway. series, dog. Why would you start with that book? Right, but anyway, like as far as just like coolness of titles goes, but that was pretty low. In most of his books, I would say he heavily ingrains the, the title itself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, in this one especially, it's like everywhere you go, Geralt's worried that he's trying to avoid destiny. Then is he going to accept his destiny? Why did he make this child of destiny? It's like. Jesus, dude, I'm sure the I can look up I could tell you how many times the word is used. But honestly though In the in the in the fifties, I would say. But honestly though, looking at that, like, is there a more appropriate title you could get out of that? I would call it like it seems too easy. I would call it Geralt's Big Choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's way better. That's way better. <laughs> I, can't, I can't pronounce this, dude. <laughs> it's got a lot There's of Z's so many in it. Z's in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean it's Polish, right? Is it a, is it like a compound word though? It's like Biz one word. Prison, Chizna, Chizania. Is it one word? No, it's two words. No, it's two words. Prisnichenia. Prisnichenia. I apologize in advance to any Polish listeners. Hey, yeah, if you, it doesn't sound that cool to me. If you think, <laughs> if you think Sword of Destiny sounds cool and you're and you're Polish, you natively speak Polish. Please tell us yeah. if it sounds cool. Yeah, your word your word is more powerful than ours. In, yeah. in that instance, otherwise, I think we can all agree. Like, kind okay. of a corny title. Hey, That's this is off topic, title. but do you want to rate the the title of the Witcher books and tell me which one you think is is coolest? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, let me pull up a better sheet of it. We have The Last Wish, Sword of Destiny, Season of Storms, Blood of Elves, Time of Concept, Baptism of Fire, Tower of the Swallow, and Lady uh, The Lady of the Lake. Tower of the Swallow is top out of those. Okay, why? I guess most of these are a little bit, they run a little bit on the generic side, and I don't really know how they could be like used oh. uniquely when I hear them. Did like, I say time of, did I say time of concept? Because it's time of contempt. Oh, time of contempt. Well, still. Like, I can read, I promise. <laughs> but still, I mean, I think, um. The Tower of the Swallow sounds cool because that like implies that there's something about that title that um like that that's the one that's got me the most interested to find out like how is this tower you could like you could kind of like figure out stuff about the other ones right but the Tower yeah. of the Swallow there, there's there, a tower and there's a swallow the other yeah, ones are definite like themes so mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying like when a theme is used as a as a title and then later in the book it's like oh, okay so now I know why the author. Like, what point the author wants us to get out of this book. Which, almost to me, makes it... Not only does it break the fourth wall when I'm like, oh, hey, that's the line from the title. Mm -hmm. But it, it it's also almost an intrusion, like, by authorial intent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're like, like, you're like, oh, the author looked at this line in particular and was like, this line is more important than other ones. Yeah. And this one's more worthy of being a title than other ones, even though... Presumably, if it's a good book, there have probably been a lot of lines that hit really hard and sounded really good that maybe could have been titles, but this is the one that we're choosing. This is the one that the author specifically wants you to recognize and and pay attention to. I would consider, though, at the same time, like titles, especially subtitles, I don't think those are always chosen by the author. I think quite often that's something that like the editor will help the author figure out, like what's mm. going to be the most marketable, what's going to... like 
catch the eye the most. And I don't think everybody is looking for a super unique title and like that that's really like different and like like I think maybe those kinds of titles that are more like a concept mm -hmm. maybe give you a better impression of what the book's going to be about like if you're just like a casual reader um, but of course if you're a writer and you're like man but I have like all these like really cool things that I wrote in there and all of these would sound good as titles or maybe even be more appropriate or be like more indicative of the whole work or of my style that might not be what your editor or publisher wants you to use Something to consider. I, you would know the best out of all of us. I'm not really sure. But I, mean, I would I, definitely... I, like, we publish literary, um, where I'm interning at, we publish literary fiction, which we don't really get as involved in the editorial process with those, I think, as a lot of um, genre publications do. And um, we certainly have never had somebody change their title, as far as I know. Like, they always... We just use whatever title they put on the manuscript. So I guess... You know, I'm not sure how common that is, but from what I've heard with, like, genre publication, you kind of are appeasing your publisher a little bit more, working with your publisher is maybe a more constructive way of saying it, like, if, to figure out how to market your book. If you're a published author and you listen to our podcast, which I know you do, um, would you please add us and let us know what that process is like and mm -hmm. whether you got hounded out of a couple names that you really liked for your books in the... In the or like if I'm just totally like off base and that's not how that like system works at all, like I would also like to I would find that interesting too because this is just my impression. I feel like if you have like a good name that you want for your book, like it's kind of your fault if you let your editor change that. Well, yeah, I mean, well, for me, editors could... do have editors are important. Like it's important to listen to your editors because well, yeah. like a lot of like there's it's quite often an author will like be like this is the cover art that I want. Or this is like the title I want, or like this is how I want this presented, and it's like actually like we have an idea that might even be better. That does happen. Well, if you like it more, yeah, that makes more sense. I yeah, would, that's why you work together, right? Yeah. I'm so bad at naming my my works that if somebody was like, "You should name it that," I would be like, "Okay, yeah, that's good, fine, whatever." <laughs> I my hands are clean, dude. Yeah. I didn't name that. That's mm -hmm. on you. And plus, it's like, you guys are the guys who are going to be making flyers with this name on it, so you yeah. figure that out, right? Just as long as people are reading my work. I guess, yeah, I mean, it probably is down to the, to the individual author's personality, too. I get very attached to my titles, especially of individual poems. So I would have a hard time changing, like, my title based on, like, what other people say, and I don't like changing my titles once I have them down, but... Sometimes people have been like, this title's kind of weak. What if you took something from this line instead? And mm -hmm. I've been like, oh, okay. Or like they've been like, you know, I'm talking about poems this time. I'm so. sure it's a lot different with poetry too. I would That's say that true. I would say that like when you publish a book of poetry, people aren't going to, like editors aren't going to like specifically look for titles of each individual poems. Mm -hmm. they're, they're not going to go like, hey, this, you need to change this title. Right. Unless it's problematic. Yeah, if they, like, think that, like, it's a title that's going to, like, rub people the wrong way, then they would definitely have you change it, but they probably wouldn't have accepted you in the first place if that was the case. And also, I think a lot of poetry compilations and short story compilations as well tend to have, like, thematic titles, where, like, the title is, like, like sort of reflects the body of the work, like, as, like, a whole, so changing that at all would be weird. Yeah. But, um, 
novels, I guess it's a, it's a, I imagine it's a little bit different with novels and I don't have a lot of experience with novels. My internship, we don't publish novels, so. I would say when it comes to novels, at least from my point of view, if I were to go and read like The Sword of Destiny and be like, hey, this book is heavily about destiny and the name was like, hey, Geralt kills a big monster in this one. <laughs> then I'd be like, hey, well, why didn't he even talk about the destiny? Yeah, like there's this huge destiny theme going on. Why isn't he going to refer to that? But then also like general, like if I'm talking about like like trying to make your book stand out, most fantasy stories involve destiny and involve swords. That's a very generic name for a fantasy book. And especially like a really creative fantasy book like The Witcher, that feels like it's kind of like shortchanging it. But you gotta know. go pretty far to find a creative, like a super creative name. That's true. Oh, gosh, I can't even think of one. Um, no, I mean, what's the most creative book name you can think of? I mean, I don't know about the most creative, but right now I'm looking at one of your books called The Fell Sword, right? And I know that that's like, I mean, that runs a little bit more on the generic side, but it's definitely more like catchy i guess it doesn't just like use like automatic words like destiny in it do we um, talk it about, sounds cool do we talk about fell swords last podcast no it I, is like a specific I concept think we, book, i think right? we did i to told you about how he created it in his mind palace to use and kill somebody else's spirit and take over that oh body. yeah it, it yeah. exists in both like, so planes or that whatever. that is another uh, it fell sword by miles cameron is another example where the title is used pretty heavily in that book it's all about him creating that sword mm -hmm. so he can get out of the main character's brain mm -hmm. well i mean it sounds cool though like as a title too like it, it's not like because if you were to just like pull a concept out of your book and use it as the title quite often i feel like people would probably read that and be like what does that actually mean especially if it's like a proper name that you made up like a fantasy name that you made up but, um, you don't I don't like, know, dude, I just like that title. You don't like this one that's the dread worm with a Y? I like that one, too. <laughs> uh, especially because, like, you know, worm being, like, a fancy word for dragon, I think that one's kind of cool. Um, and there are evil worms in it. Like, evil worms with an O or worms with the, a Y? The O9. That are, like, the zombie worms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool, too. But I don't know if they're in that book yet. Well, I would say both of those. Also, if we're just talking like phonetically, like they sound good too. Um, I noticed a lot of those. Um, I, this is the case with a lot of books where it's like the blank of blank. Mm -hmm. I think that could definitely be a translation thing because, like, English says like I don't know. There, there are some languages. I don't know if Polish is the case where like some adjectives that they use if they're translated English into English would be like of blank right so i wonder if that's a translation thing but like most of those witcher titles had that in it and it definitely makes them all feel kind of like they're just being rehashed i don't know i mean i mean that's pretty much what i would say most of them are the blank of blank or just the most specific word they can be like aragon or angie sage's whole all her books are uh flight mm -hmm. physic I think that's one. I would um, say I more prefer that kind of style of like like a quick little like easily pronounceable and phonetically nice word rather than like like a blank of blank type title. The that's Island of the Blessed, the and Enchantress, all those ones. 
But all these titles are different because they're the Enchantress, the, the, well, I guess then they have the series name under them. Mm -hmm. Most of the books do. Mm -hmm. Which can definitely, like, make a, uh, that can, that can make the, the cover look a little bit messy if you have too many, like, titles and subtitles, but, um. But yeah, I, I I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, like I think having like a nice little short catchy title is is more uh, at least it's more what I prefer. And if you're going to use a proper name, make sure that it's one that's very easy to pronounce. Um, like arguably Aragon is, though I know that we've talked about that in the past. Yeah. Um, something that's not like too too tongue twistery, you know. But where do you sit when you're reading a book? And then you come across the title of the book. Because I always do the, the eye roll or like I'm an internal eye roll where I'm like, oh, cool. You use the title of the book. It's like when I'm watching 80s action movies and then they say the line, they say the movie title and it's like, oh, cool. Like, they did the thing. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's quite on the level of like action movies and stuff like using it as a quip. But it is definitely like you read it and they're like, oh, there, there it is. It definitely, like, it's an immersion breaker to a certain extent. Yeah. But sometimes, I mean, I would say with a lot of, like, the literary fiction that I've read, when the title comes up in the book, it's, like, cool. Because then you're like, oh, this finally makes sense. But they also tend to have, like, stranger titles. I can't really think of, like, a very good example right now. But they usually have titles that are, like, very evocative and, like, unique sounding. And so when they actually turn up in the work, you're like, oh, cool. Okay. Um, or, like, I read a... Um, I read a, a poetry collection called Black Postcards, and I was like, that's kind of like a cool title, but I don't really know what that means. And then there was like a poem called Black Postcards that was like a bunch of subsections, like from here and from here and from here, and it like kind of made more sense when you read to that. And I started to really like that title a lot more. I would say that, that scale plays a big part of how I perceive how a title plays in mm -hmm. because if you're like a, if you're writing a short story about a three word like concept mm -hmm. that that feels very doable that feels like it you can make a really powerful story about that mm -hmm. but if you're writing like 400 500 pages about three words that feels very very bogged down in something that's just gonna make like you're probably gonna write about not only that concept, but pretty heavily into like, hopefully, like maybe ten or twelve different other different concepts, yeah, different stuff going on. Yeah, because it's a whole novel. Yeah, which is a really really hard thing to write in the first place. But then, also just like keeping it focused on one thing would be unbearable. It would um, be so. Unbearable. It would be so unbearable. But um, still, I think you're probably better off, like making your um making your title about a thing rather than a concept in that case, if you're going to be doing like a whole novel, I would say, I mean, that's just a, just a thought that I'm throwing out there. Um, because I would say your book should be more about individual things than like big grand concepts in the first place. Again, this is all pretty abstract. This is just sort of me throwing that out there. You would say don't write about big grand concepts? Well, don't like title your things after it. Like the the last wish was one of the name of those ty of those witcher things and I'm like okay, you know, but if it was like isn't there is it, he's called like the butcher of Blaviken, isn't he? Yeah. And I really like that name for him. If that was the title for one of the books, I think that would be kind of cool. 
but that's that's just a short story oh, where true. he does the thing. It's not like really integral to the to mm. the book. It's just like something, something that they the call past. that they call him in Blaviken. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, again, this is all like pretty tentative. You know, we're talking about the concept of of writing titles, so I think there's a lot of different approaches to it. Basically, what Tristan's saying is just listen to your editor. <laughs> Honestly, if your editor's a pretty accomplished editor and they've sold a lot of books, like, at least, like, take it into consideration because they know what kind of titles sell. And if you can't think of a good title, just go with the blank of blank. Mm -hmm. The sword of whatever cool word you can think of or the axe of whatever cool word you CrossFit. can think of. CrossFit. Yeah, the sword of CrossFit. Thing is, that is a book that I would read the shit out of if I read would that. Would you? Probably. I would think that was funny. I'd be like, <laughs> what, what is the setting of this? I would have to see what that was like. As a short story, yeah. As a novel, no. Could be funny, bro. I don't know. But that's the thing. If you're just writing something to be funny, I would not read 300 pages of it. I guess if it was, if that reflected the tone of the comedy throughout the entire book then that would be a book I would be willing to read. If it was actually just about a sort of CrossFit and there wasn't like a whole lot of other elements going on, then that's short story material. But I imagine if someone's willing to name their book the sort of CrossFit and put it on a shelf, they probably have a pretty good sense of humor throughout. I'm choosing, I'm choosing a new name. Uh, the Sword of the Sword Teeth or something like that. The Sword of the Sword Teeth? Sword Teeth. Sword Teeth. Is that like a place? Is that a person? I guess I, I wouldn't know. I think I've made a goblin tribe about it now. Really? Yeah. But um, no, if I, if I saw that on a shelf, I would be like, that's, that's a fantasy book. And I would know from experience not to like judge based on that, but it's not one that I would get excited about probably. Wow, rude, dude. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I know that's, I know that's one of your names. What about but the Sword like, of Froyo? Sword of Froyo would probably be book two of the Sword of CrossFit series. Yeah. <laughs> And I would also read the shit out of it. <laughs> Alright, you, you name a book now. Sort of what? Sort like, of... I just come up with a name in general? Yeah. Uh, the Blood of the Ancient uh, Worm. Blood of the Ancient you Worm. You just stole a bunch of names from books around that's, you. That's gotta be a sword that, is how, that is how you make fantasy book titles, right? Is the sword of... Oh, wait, wait, wait. You kind of slam them together. The, the art of sword. All right, Hanson, what would you name your book? Uh, like a fantasy book? Yeah. I would name it... Um, the Purple Worm. We've <laughs> 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 done way too many worms, man. Yeah, like worms. Worms. Okay, uh, what's a purple? My hot no, no. and steamy relationship with a demon prince. We'll get oh, to yeah. that. Okay, we'll get to that. Well, what's the purple worm about, dude? It's so you about, start with a title. Now you got to figure out what what's your book about. It's about asexual reproduction in the worm's life. So it's like a documentary. Yeah, it's just kind of just describing like this purple worm and how it divides and eats more dirt. <laughs> so this is a this is an O word, by it's the like, way. This is yeah, a worm. This is a worm with a W O R M. <laughs> worm. It'd be like the Alaskan bullworm. That's right. Mm -hmm. Is it like endangered or is it Nah. <laughs> no, there's lots of them. It's this just... is just like some like fantasy um like uh fantasy biologist some really writing a report yeah, like yeah, some really worm. The grand boring... wizard Argonon studies this purple worm for like his whole life. <laughs> 
And then he realizes, like, no one fucking cares. And he's a competent, powerful magi. Yeah, right? no, he's got skills, he just doesn't use them. He doesn't use them because he's very <laughs> obsessed with these little purple yeah. earthworms that have died. Wait, how big are these purple worms? Uh, five inches. Oh, shit. He's just an earthworm. It's just purple earthworm. All right, now to the sexual demon fantasy uh, or whatever you're saying. No, so it, it would be like uh, my wedding, my big, no, that's that's lame. <laughs> my big fat Greek wedding. My, my big fat demon prince wedding. Yeah. <laughs> it's a musical. It would be about a demon prince that, that rules the land that I live in. And uh, I, as in, you know, like my, my first person narrator character, not a, not a projection by any means. Okay, okay. okay. Not, not Tristan. To, no, no, no. The main character is trying to boost their status in the realm. And, um, and they really, you know, they're, they think that they've given up on love, but how, how they do believe you... in second chances. And they meet this, this demon prince that rules the land. How do, you, and, um, how do you sell yourself to a demon prince? How do you how do you gain his favor? Exactly. With a solid That's baritone voice. It, yeah. With beautiful baritone voice and uh, a nice ass. Yeah. Demon <laughs> prince is like like ass. So a you lot. just do walk up and drop a bunch of stuff in front of him. Well, no, no. That's I mean, it's a novel, you know. So like, you it's a slow burn. In front of him, at dude. first, like I have, at first, like the main character, like like drops their books in the hallway or something, and uh, and demon prince helps them pick them up. But then, um, by the end of it, so they go to high school. Extremely graphic uh, sex scenes. No, no, just you know, like in the in the great hall of the castle. Okay, so they listen. Does bro, he, I haven't thought it out. Does a the main lot. character work in the castle? Yes, the main character is a um, janitor. Yes, <laughs> I was skeptical at first, but now I'm so into your book. Dude. Again, trying to gain favor so that they don't have to be a janitor anymore because they don't like cleaning up uh, fairy blood off of the marble floors. What are they doing to fairies? It's a, it's a demon prince's castle, so what are they not doing to fairies besides like good things? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And uh, janitors, but the janitor's not a fairy. Uh, the janitor's just fed up with uh, with their... their what is the janitor? What do you mean? Uh, is... The janitor is a um, half-orc. Yes, I was thinking orc, dude. Yep, uh, a half-orc who only knows uh, her her mother because her dad was an orc. Her name is Drunglo. Yes, yes, Drunglo the janitor. Grand janitor Drunglo. And uh, she she is she is definitely like head janitor like she has the respect of the other janitors that's why she can get noticed by the demon prince right she's not an easy man to please okay having thought all this out would you change your would you change your title I don't know I haven't read any like banger ass lines in it yet so I can't really say if there would be like a line that would jump out at me where I where I change my title but again like I'm a big proponent of write it first and come up with the title later. But uh, for now, I mean, my my hot, steamy affair with my demon prince overlord. But it's a wedding. Well, is there? Yeah, there's probably a wedding at the end. So the thing is, you know, it's hard not to fall into the my big fat. But there's a wedding but there's throat. a big mess that happens at her wedding. So she has to decide whether she's gonna have a messy wedding or she's gonna strap on the old janitor janitor mm -hmm. clothes. Well, that's kind of like that's the big twist at the end is that she does like. Like take up the she takes up the the mop at the end, and the demon prince actually loves her more for it. Or that maybe that's a very bad message. Now that I'm thinking about it, for cleaning, yeah, 
Yeah. She yells. Maybe at just me. maybe just gender swap the gender swap her. She's she's a guy. It's it's a he. And the demon is a he as well, or yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. That that's, that's, that's a lot. That's not as yeah. Because really, I mean, at the end at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you know, like because we haven't read it yet, written it yet, so. In concept, it doesn't matter what their genders are until you start writing more finer details. Oh, yeah, so, of course, of course. Especially of the uh, of the hot Stevie sex scenes, the finer details of those matter. You could have like the demon prince marry like another character, and then like your affair is the thing that kind of like spreads the books out. I guess. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Even he's more. gonna marry the other demon prince, Gragulog. And at the end of the book, it's a cliffhanger, right? Because at the end of yeah. the book, he actually does marry the other demon yeah, prince. Yeah, he goes for the demon prince, and then they have a terrible fucking marriage. Yeah, the well, that's a, yeah. The second book is the terrible marriage, and uh, Drung, Drunglo, Drunglo, yes. Drunglo, um, kind of like sliding in there, like, oh, hey, yeah. okay, I think I've. He's on the bench, dude. He's waiting. Yeah. <laughs> with it, with it, tough concept I like, but a really bad title for it. Okay. Dude, I can't think of titles. Titles it's are called, hard. It's called Old Bones. Here. It's about it's about a necromantic dragon who just wants to who just wants to sh- sit on his hoard and play cards with his with his homies. That sounds way cooler than mine. But but, <laughs> but people all, adventurers always become in the slam and stuff, and he's just chilling with his hordes of zombies mm. playing dice and stuff. I think that is one where it's like, do I get that from the title Old Bones? No. Is it a cool title? Yeah, but would I see that on the shelf and know that that was going to be that cool of what a story? What if I call it Bonin'? Bonin'? <laughs> Just me and my bros. <laughs> Bonin'. Bonin' with a hyphen at the end. Yeah. <laughs> that's no, no, a subtitle. With, with a hyphen that's a small little bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bone hyphen. Oh, God, the cover art would be so good for this. Why dude. isn't there a bone font? I'm sure there's a bone font. Man, and once we have this written, publishers are going to be coming to us yeah. for this. That's book. right, dude. Yeah. Come if you want to publish my book, Bonin, about a necromantic dragon, who's just chilling with his bros. It's also, his catchphrase. Don't forget that. He also says Bonin a lot. Oh no! Bonin. Now I want him to die. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he can still die at the end because he needs a tragic ending. But, yeah. But I like the concept of it. Thanks, man. But uh, the title, Bonin. Just with my bros or whatever. <laughs> Boning with That's my bros. That's what your editor is going to give you. going to be like, hey, listen. Title's interesting, but I have a few other ideas <laughs> for you to try out. All right, what are my other ideas? Well, I'm not an editor, but... Um, you are an editor. Oh, it's true. Um... <laughs> All right, Hanson, hit, hit me with a title. Um, the Card Lich. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Card Dragon... And the quest for more cards. Lich me alone. <laughs> <laughs> the old Licheroo. Oh, well, card dragon. Has... The old Licheroo. <laughs> he, he's teaching people how to grift. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's a con artist, con dragon. I don't know, man. I, I guess maybe I, maybe I couldn't think of a better title for you. But again, it would be like, you know, write the book first, <laughs> title comes after. You can't think of a better title. I mean, Bonin with like an apostrophe and then a hyphen. <laughs> Bonin. He's boning. Chewing with my bros. Or, oh, Bonin, just me and my bros. Bonin. Is that like just the first one in the 
saga. Yeah. Okay. Because like you just know that that if you're hearing that on audiobook, the next you're laughing within the first like four seconds of the book because this serious audio audiobook reader like comes on and is like, Bonin, just me and my bros. <laughs> By oh. Preston Gibson. The next book is gonna be Bonin Out for Blood. <laughs> Bonin Two my, Out for Blood. My bros betrayed me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that would that would pull me in. They did a heist. But again, I'm they not did a heist on the Dragon's Horde. If I'm uh, if I'm walking down if I'm walking down an aisle at a, a fantasy books and I see Bonin. <laughs> I don't know what my reaction's gonna be. <laughs> You're gonna read the back of the book. <laughs> I'm gonna read the back of the book, but that might just. What would the cover art be, though? The cover art. Like definitely... a standard fantasy dragon with fires and stuff like that, but then just like no, no, the no. titles in comic it's like with a, the bone. It's like posture. a bone dragon, and he's got a deck of cards in his hand. Oh. And he's just. And he's got. He's got. No, he's got like he's got a one. Poker face. He's got one card clenched between his claws, and it's a really tiny little card, and he's, he's sitting above. <laughs> He's sitting a butt, like with a bunch of like zombie manicures and stuff. Does he have like sunglasses and a cigarette? No, but he does have. He's got like a player. sunglass monocle. Oh, okay. As yeah. long as I can't see his eyes. And he is making smoke, but it's unclear whether he's got a cigarette or he's just a dragon. It's just you know, just dragon. Yeah, dragon smoke. Well, I like this. I mean, I think you know, like hit us up at Tropes End with which one of these books you think would be most likely to be published. Yes. Um, or which one you would if you, buy if you saw all the all three of these on the shelf? You know which one are we going for? And with the free, blurbs, you know, with blurbs, of course. Feel free to suggest us titles if you think that, if you think that you could name our books better than you see, us. Yeah, come I mean, at us. You dude. probably have better title ideas, especially because it's not off the cuff. So, yeah. You know, be our editor, right? Be our editors. If you want to tell me uh, or help me develop Bonin, chilling with my bros, feel free, dude. Send, shoot me some yeah. ideas. Honestly, like send us some send us some chapters. Write a chapter <laughs> of Bonin, just me and my bros. Um, not based only on the title, you know, based on the whole concept. You know, yeah. the Bone Dragon, the Bone Lich. But um, he just wants to live and chill on his gold. Mm -hmm. Stay away, man. adventurers. Stay away. He's not out killing people. He's not out eating cows and stuff. Mm -hmm. He's just chilling with his bros. Leave him be. Leave leave the Bone Lich Dragon card dragon. What kind of cards is he playing? Like, is it a bicycle? Bicycle cards, standard old bicycle old cards. Texas Hold'em, or uh, I would say probably Texas Hold'em or what some blackjack. That they. What if he was like in there, like playing Skipbo or Uno? I was picturing like Pokemon or Magic. Oh, like a like a deck builder. Yeah, oh, that would be. No, sick. because like if a... he played Magic, he would be out. Collecting cards and he's just chilling. No, yeah, he has all the wizard, cards. And Wizards of the Coast they, would. They, okay, you. if magic exists. Okay, magic. It, this is very confusing to say in a fantasy setting. <laughs> but if the card game, if Magic MTG. the Gathering, existed in a fantasy universe, there, nothing would ever stop them from pumping out cards just like they're doing today. That that dragon would sit in his cave for a year and just have a bunch of outdated. Then he's cards. got like the first edition stuff. Okay, yeah, all and it, it makes it more valuable, but it makes his playing experience worse because he doesn't Does have though? that. Yeah, the first edition stuff isn't that bad. No, no, all the land cards are good. Yeah. Well, now we're just talking about magic. All this the is an MTG podcast. All the, now. We've switched over. All the land cards of the like 
alpha are still playable. Everything else, like all the creatures, are ridiculously worse. Why is what's what's this dragon's name? He doesn't have a name. Why is Bonin? Why does he care if his deck is Bonin the Barbarian? He's just Bonin the Card Barbarian. Yeah. Is the okay? Bonin doesn't play Magic the Gathering. They're in there playing Rummy. Okay. They're playing Texas Hold'em. They're playing all the classic on Gold Leaf bicycle cards. Gold Leaf bicycle cards. Ooh, nice ones. Yeah. Did he, he like steal them from like a nice casino? No, he made them himself. It's a hobby he has. Uh, That's why he's so misunderstood, dude. Really? People think he's just some well, evil here's, dragon. Well, here's the here's the rumor that's going around about Bonin in the village, and this is why the adventurers are going after him: is that a dragon went and burned down a really high class casino and stole the cards along with like everything out of like the slot machines and maybe he did but well but, but they don't know if it's him and he he insists it's not him and so he's an unreliable narrator so we don't know for the entire novel right but the adventurers are coming after him for revenge because like you know that whatever dragon uh you know burned down the casino like burned all their grandparents to a crisp right but the more we learn about the casino and their grandparents the more we're rooting for bonin there's something there's something gross and nasty that was going on in that casino and then we also find out that like in addition to that it also wasn't bonin at all so then we're like double on bonin's side and there's another bad dragon that like has like red wings and like and and they're like well that we that dragon did do that but also that casino is fucked up and now we're now that all the hero kids are gonna go kill their parents because they're bastards. Yes, and the hero kids to do that train dragons. To do it, and then like dragons and humans become you, buddies. And this is so complicated. Please get out of my story. Bro, this get, is you are you're really gonna be writing my like initial a six, concept. You're gonna have to write like a and six then I made a series. joke name for it, and now I don't like it anymore. Well, I like it. At Tropes and which one of those two would you want to read the most? My series or uh, Preston's series? I, it's my idea. Now you're stealing my intellectual property. It, it ain't yet. It ain't written down. It ain't on the page yet. Okay, buddy. I'm writing Bone in tonight. <laughs> <laughs> bet, bet. I'll write mine too. Bone and chill with my homies. All right. So we all came up with our own concepts as like just on, on the spot mm-hmm. how would i fit bonin chilling with his bros into the story and make it natural <laughs> <laughs> dude in Maybe the first like, like paragraph you could do that you'd be like i'm bonin and i'm chilling with my bros <laughs> <laughs> just, just playing cards and rummy We're just, just trying playing to rummy. chill sitting Maybe on my like, board drinking that good stuff when shit gets real about halfway through it'd just be like and bonin turned to his bros and said I really just want to chill with my bros. All I ever wanted was to be chilled with my bros. I mean, if you're going to put bros in the title, I imagine it's going to be coming up a lot. Fine. Bonin turned to his uh, friends, his young compatriots, and said, and here all I wanted to do was chill with my bros. And then he spun around and, you know, and they're like, they're all, then there's a laugh track and it was like, and it's like, oh, bone. <laughs> oh, you got like one of those little like audio things in your book. <laughs> for <a> laugh <laughs> Play laugh track. They're like a footnote. Yeah. Like it's got a little asterisk on the, on the bottom says like, there should be a laugh track here. Your, yours is just like a, they smiled happily and said, oh my God, my, my, the great this big demon wedding. My big fat demon wedding. Biggest, greatest 
fattest demon prince wedding I've ever So had. None, none of these fit naturally, except for no. yours, Hanson. The purple <laughs> no. worm. The purple worm fits very well. Yeah. In, but... The purple, the purple it's worm. It's definitely the most boring. I'm gonna, I'll admit to that. Well, yeah, you didn't try to make it entertaining. It's also hard. probably the most like realistic one to be used, yeah. though. Like, I, like I can come up with a sentence used. right now. Alas, there it is, the purple worm. <laughs> no, but it's also kind of the same naming naming scheme that Angie Sage uses when she like names all her book like books like flight or you know just one word names that is covered in the book is used a couple times. That is a concept that that book covers, but it's not everything in the book, but it's certainly like easy to, easy to see, easy to know what, which book that is in the series. It's super natural to, or it's very natural too, like to just. Way to go, Hanson. Yeah, you probably came up with like the least jokey. I mean, well, certainly the I least jokey. literally looked right the there and then thought of a color. <laughs> <laughs> I read Dreadworm, and I was like, purple worm. Perfect. I think purple worms are a thing, aren't they not, in D&D? &D? sounds like a sex thing to me. It does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I pressed this girl last night with my purple worm. She says she never seen something like that before. <laughs> yeah, if it's purple, dude, get it checked out. That's the opening line of my fanfic about it. My her. doctor said it was okay. It was fine. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> that's like the end chapter of your of your wizard's book. He's just talking about how his dick is purple yeah, and it's all this. It's just an allegory, <laughs> but it's like a rotten cock. Oh, oh gross! That, that would no. be, his book just got. Never mind. I don't want to write a fanfic about yours. His book yeah. just got interesting. <laughs> it had a whole other layer to the title. Yeah. See, this whole time you thought it was about these purple worms, and then you just. Boom, blow it wide open. That's a good title right there. Oh, he didn't even go outside the whole been in the bathroom this entire time. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, that's the, the real that's purple order was not within you, but attached to you this whole time. Oh, God. It's gross. Very vulgar. That's extremely vulgar. <laughs> oh, no. I think that's going to be it. Yeah, that's all I got. I need to go to timeout now. <laughs> Oh, anyway, thanks for tuning into our first tirade episode. As you can see, these are going to be more casual episodes where we just talk about a concept in general, bring our editor in to give his takes as well, which were obviously much needed. The purple worm was very um, insightful. <laughs> uh, if you like these episodes, uh, let us know. We're planning to pump them out, you know, on a regular schedule in addition to our regular ones. And uh, otherwise, you know, if you like our content in general. Come, uh, come tell us at our Twitter, at Tropes And, and uh, follow us in other places on uh, social media. Follow our Patreon. Follow us on Spotify. Mm -hmm. And any other streaming platform where you like your podcasts. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week. And I think this episode's going to be shorter, so I may have Ans Hanson release uh, a little 20-minute 20 20 bit that didn't go as planned about turnips. That really just went on way too long, because... Me and Tristan were playing, playing chicken, and we both refused to to accept that the bit was going nowhere. I will never back down from a bit. And I'll never back down from a never. bit. Makings of a good improv group. I That's right. Well, have a good week. Mm -hmm.